Welcome to the Against Unreason podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about a few things that I've been thinking about lately. It involves the vitriol, tribalism, and false assumptions I get from populist fanatics on the right and left. To almost a comical extent, I get called a right-winger by self-identified socialists. Or, if not a right-winger, a neoliberal, which, based on how they use the label, means any person on the left who is sane enough to want a mixed economic system rather than wanting to ham-fistedly abolish capitalism altogether. As a side note, I said self-identified socialists because I don't want to get bogged down by whether or not they actually fit the definition socialist or don't fit other definitions. To right-wingers, anything left of whatever right-winger is currently speaking is socialism, and to self-identified socialists, whatever definition that is ultra-vague enough or esoteric enough to give them plausible deniability to any valid criticism of their beliefs is real socialism. By self-identified socialists, I am referring to people whose social media is usually littered with hammer and sickle iconography over red backdrops. Pictures of Lenin, Stalin, Marx, Mao Zedong, or all of the above. But anyway, getting back to the word neoliberal, left anarchists often aim this snarl word at me also, though usually with less venom than self-identified socialists. In any case, both groups see me as, if not an outright right-winger, an accessory to right-wingers. The real comedy comes because right-wingers treat me the same way. And to be honest, as a trend... Right-wingers are definitely where more than a majority of the criticism against me comes from, though most of that criticism is just the same shallow, inane, unsophisticated mouth-frothing you see from the average Trump cultist. Conspiracies of me being in cahoots with George Soros. The obligatory drinking the Kool-Aid comment. Straw men projecting the very positions on me that self-identified socialists criticize me for not accepting saying I must only watch CNN, despite the fact I rarely watch any cable news, and despite the fact that they almost certainly only watch Fox News. Accusations that my criticizing America means I hate it. And mountains of the usual catchphrases like Democrat mouthpiece, libtard, etc. Clearly, of the valid criticisms of this group of sycophantic right-wing stooges, Lack of originality is definitely among them. Something the self-identified socialists and the rabid nationalist right-wingers seem to have in common, though, is populism. Most of them seem to be populists. Populists, or at least their leaders, are usually members of one type of elite who use oversimplified slogans, moral outrage, promises of simple solutions to complex problems, and other techniques to fire up the masses and use them as a vehicle to gain power over a rival group of elites. Elites using the people to overthrow other elites is nothing new. It quite literally is what the Russian Revolution was. It is what the French Revolution was. And it is what the American Revolution was. Despite what utopian anarchists and populists may lead people to believe, or may even believe themselves, the masses as a whole are almost never coordinated enough, informed enough, altruistic enough, 
willing to break with tradition enough, or driven by higher ideals enough to band together and rise up by themselves to establish a great, harmonious community. Certainly not a lasting one. Instead, populist demagogues use the emotions of the masses as a tool to power. Populism is akin to mob rule, and I can't emphasize enough that mob rule never turns out well. The mob is not rational, and it almost always eats its leaders eventually. In a mob, people do things they never would have done as individuals. Being in a mob dissimilates your actions and gives you a level of anonymity. Likewise, it scatters the responsibility of any negative actions, so any individual can have a relatively clear conscience. Mobs lead to people being burned for being witches. Mobs lead to hasty executions of innocent people because the public bloodlust has to be sated by the prosecutors, even if they have no good leads. Mobs lead to vigilantes who cross state lines and end up killing protesters. Mobs lead to black business owners in poor neighborhoods getting their livelihoods burnt down. I will have none of that. Mobs may be good at burning cities, but they are terrible at building them. Sorry if I went off on a bit of a tangent there. Returning to my point about being called a socialist by right-wingers and a conservative by left-wingers, I am first and foremost a person who wants the facts, the data, the hard evidence. I want such things whether they are convenient, inconvenient, or neutral to my existing beliefs. I also seek to interpret those facts in the most objective, unemotional manner possible. Like anyone, I am subject to emotions and confirmation bias, but I make a genuine effort to combat those baser instincts as much as possible, rather than mythologize gut instincts and impulsive emotional reactions. It is based on such values that I have settled at the center-left, at least within the U.S. spectrum in politics. And no, being relatively near the center does not mean I believe in nothing. It just means I believe in nuance. It means I am freer to criticize not just the right, but the worst, air quotes, of my side, those on the left. Of course, the fact I criticize both the left and right may contribute to their willingness to criticize me, but it seems to me, though, that the difference is that my evidence and nuance-based approach makes my criticisms more likely to be correct than those of the fanatics of either side. That's a trade-off I'm more than happy to make. I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. I hope you've been able to get something beneficial from my long-winded rant. I don't mean to sound so serious, but sometimes I just need to vent a little. It's nice to be able to organize your thoughts and get them out occasionally. Politics and world events have felt quite exhausting this year. So much so that I actually find myself avoiding the news a lot these days because I'm tired of the constant barrage. There's so much false information to sort from the true information. Although, a decent rule of thumb is to be extremely skeptical of anything that lines up with what Trump says. Or worse, tweets. I'll get on social media and quickly get burnt out on all the bilious venom I see. There's the usual stuff I expect from the political right. 
the Photoshop pictures of Obama supposedly with the wrong hand over his heart during the Pledge of Allegiance, religious fundamentalists calling Kamala Harris a whore in the comment section of another loving Christian, people sharing memes that they don't care if this picture of an American flag offends anyone, as if anyone is actually going to be offended by that, as if those poor patriots are so persecuted. Then there's the quote-mind clips of Democrats taken out of context. I remember a few years back, someone shared a clip of Obama supposedly saying something to the effect of, America should bow down to those that hate it, and that it deserves to have bad things happen to it, etc., etc. Big surprise, when I tracked down the full video, it turned out the quote-mind clip cut out the words Obama said right before, saying something to the effect of, and here are some things people believe that I cannot accept or tolerate. In other words, his meaning was literally the opposite of what the quote-mind clip gave the impression of. Such memes and quote-mind barrages are maddening. And that's only half the story of the social media shenanigans that absolutely drive me up the wall. The other half is that I'm repeatedly disappointed to see much of the same stuff from, air quotes, my side of the spectrum, the left side of U.S. politics. Back in the day, Michelle Obama said that when they go low, we should go high. Instead, many on the left today devolve into the same divisive, hateful rhetoric that I expect from the right. It's no longer sufficient to disagree with Trump voters and try to lead them away from the cult. Instead, many on the left today demand that you believe every Trump voter is an outright evil person, that each and every one of them has no reason other than racism to support Trump. It is stuff like that I see in my social media feeds. I've tried to curate a lot of that stuff out, but I've only had modest results. In any case... I encourage you all to do your best not to join the hating. Absolutely criticize bad ideas, and criticize them relentlessly. Criticize harmful actions. Vote and advocate to try and stop such problems. But you don't have to see your opponent as fundamentally evil. They're people just like you and I, and with a different roll of the die regarding where you were born, what culture you grew up in, or what struggles or lack thereof you encountered in your life, you easily could have been one of the people that you might hate. <laughs>